beginning of the round, test on a very long halacha, a very, very central halacha. And the Rambam is coming to answer a question which a lot of other Rishonim discuss. They all ask the same question. They all give different answers, and all the answers are true. They're just fascinating how many different approaches they can be to the same very fundamental question. And the question is that there seems to be a contradiction. Because if you look in the Torah, the Torah talks about reward and punishment many, many times. Sometimes it's explicit. These are the rewards for keeping the Torah. This is the punishment for disobeying the Torah. Sometimes it's more, if you don't listen to Hashem, this is what's going to happen. And if you do listen to Hashem, this is what's going to happen. Sometimes the Torah talks about the promise that if you, because you listen to me, then Hashem will give you the reward. And if you look at every single time the Torah does that, then if you look what is the nature of the reward the Torah promises, what's the nature of the promise of the punishment the Torah threatens, it's always physical. It's always physical. The reward of the Torah always is that you'll have plenty, and you'll have flocks, and you'll have children, and you'll have satisfaction, and you'll have peace, or any other variation of that. And uh, the punishment of the Torah always is uh, sickness, and death, and war, and sorrows, and poverty, and famine, and gods. And if that's the case, the Torah seems to be saying that the system of, war and, of, of reward and punishment is all physical and it's all here. The Torah never says, if you listen to the Torah, then you'll get an Abba. And if you disobey, you're going to never gain it. The words don't even exist in the Torah. So, so the question is a twofold question. Firstly, how do you know that the Torah has a spiritual reward? The Torah never mentions it, number one. And number two, Number two, how do you, if you're looking at what the Torah says, it seems like everything is all physical. The reward's physical, the punishment's physical, and that goes against what the Chazal Torah so many times, that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. There's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. It doesn't look that way. The way the Torah makes it sound is that everything's in this world. So this is a famous question, like I said. A number of Rishonim asked the question. We saw the Kuzari spoke about it, we saw... The Ramban talks about it, um, the Chavis Allah talks about it, the, the, and we're going to see now the Ram talks about it too. The Rashba talks about it as well. What, how do we reconcile the fact that when the Torah talks about reward, it's always something physical, whereas when we talk, when Chazal talk about reward, they always talk about something spiritual, to the point of exclusion, that there isn't physical reward from it. So the Ram has a, a very novel approach to that. And he asks the question, and he gives us his answer. And let's see what he says inside. In Perikas of Achaidah, the Ram says, We are the Lord of the Shabbatan's Khorin Shalmitus of the Tavish and Niskoda in Shamrena Derech Hashem. Because we know that the reward for the Mitzvah and the goodness that we're going to be worthy of if we follow Hashem, a gossip of Tayra, he chayarim abba. Whatever it says in Tayra we do, then we get a man, the man yet of the Chavarachti Abba. And we saw Chazal Darshna that Yisuf Lachav means Yom Shukur Toiv, Harachti Yom is Yom Shukur Aruch, which means uh, endless situation, endless life, which doesn't exist in this world. And therefore, we see that the concept of reward is in future world. When the Kamish Nekim and Rishonim Sheaz Va'Arches Atzedek Ksuvus Mater Hiakaris, and the punishment for Rishonim is to follow the Rambam, who have left the way of the Torah, is Karis. They get detached from the spiritual reward. Shnei Amar Karis, the Karis and Nefesh Shahi, Avoinabah. Okay, so therefore spiritual reward is spiritual punishment in the ultimate sense is losing Adam Abba. And if that's the case, 
because it doesn't interfere with the sufficient. And therefore, being as in no other distractions, and no other reasons which would, would necessitate us giving the Torah, we left Pneum free from outside distractions or problems, and we can have devoted ourselves to learning Torah in the Torah. Besides all the goodness we get in this world, the tzedakah, the, it's, uh, the merit, is kept for us. For, and then it means that, that means that the merit is kept us, we can re- get rewarded for it in the future. So the, says the Rambam, if you're going to para- paraphrase what he just said, it's true that Torah offers lots of brothers for keeping mitzvahs, those aren't reward. Those aren't reward. Just when Hashem sees a person trying to keep the Torah, Hashem makes it easier for him. And therefore, all the brachas in the Torah are just the means, the means that Hashem gives a person to enable him to do more. He's proved that it's important to him. He's proved that that's what he wants to do. And therefore, all the brachas in the Torah, that's not the reward. That's a certain a certain assistance that is being given that he can achieve more, that he can do what he wants to do. That half is easier to understand. Now, what about the other way around? Similar informs us that if we choose willfully to leave the Torah, we want to get caught up in the Havle Azman. We saw this lashon before. The Ram calls Havle Azman the distraction of the time. But that keeps changing. In every door is a different Yetzirah, uh, it's a different Satan which tries to entice people to do it at once. That's really, and uh, if a person gets caught up in the Whatever the Yatara of the time is, which is going to draw him away from the Torah, that means he's being Isaac and Havli as man. It's like what happened to Klai Yisrael originally, when they became so, so satisfied, so much at ease with all the wealth and all the plenty they had in Israel. So instead of utilizing the opportunity to grow in Torah and to close to Hashem, they felt themselves self sufficient, and therefore they felt it not. Obligated to obey Hashem the same way, but so they rebelled. They rebelled, they, they felt successful in their own rights to the extent where they felt they aren't observing to Hashem. And therefore, what's Hashem going to do? Then we made it, the true judge who's going to do is, he's going to take away all the tovahs that they had in this world from them because. That those were the reasons which made him sin. The reason they felt confident enough to disregard Hashem is because they were relying on the favorable physical prospects that they had. They were relying on the, their, their savings, on their wealth, and whatever the standing might have been. And therefore, that wealth, or that, that, that importance, or that, that whatever that person has is what's causing him to do various. And therefore, what is Hashem going to do? So this is the Chiddush of the Rambam. Or maybe they will call a rise. 
Hashem will bring them all the things he threatened in the in the Tzachach, in the punishments, all the bad that Hashem threatened to happen to them. Why? Because those are Hamoyin who are in the Because Because now the person won't be able to spend his time earning Olam Abba anymore. They'll be so upset by Tzachach. They'll be so uh, 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 overtaken by whatever's happening and he has to run to save his life. So you won't have any ability to work on Olam Abba. And therefore, if you have to paraphrase around him again, now I'm saying a very big Kiddush. And he's saying all the Kodos of the Torah, however terrible the Kodos may be, you're going to eat your children, like the Pasuk says in one place. Uh, and, uh, and whatever terrible Kodos the Torah threatens, it's all there in order to prevent the Russia from ever getting out of Abba. And therefore he's going to be so tired, he's going to be so uh, taken up with and uh, eaten in, in pain because of all the Torahs he's going to get, he's not going to be able to get work on getting out of Abba. That's a, it's a... Uh, the Kladis of the Torah aren't a punishment. The Kladis of the Torah are just a means to prevent the person getting out of Abba, which is a tremendous idea. It's a tremendous idea. In other words, why does the person get to that stage? And the answer is when he misuses the opportunities Hashem gave him, when he had the opportunities, and he had the success, and he had the wealth, and he had the freedom, whatever it might have been, to serve Hashem and Bayevat. Instead of using to serve Hashem, he used it as a springboard to rebel against Hashem. The Ram doesn't say that Hashem is going to punish him if he won't rebel. The Ram says the point of the punishment is that, he's not going to be, that he won't have opportunities that he had beforehand to do the right thing. And therefore the point of the punishment isn't coming for the chait. It's now a feeling of, uh, the Pasuk says, that Hashem says to the Rosh why do I want you to do my Torah? The Hashem says to the And therefore the, the tiredness and the difficulties the person is going to encounter are really just coming in order to prevent them from doing mitzvahs. They wouldn't have been doing the mitzvahs anyways. Right, but then they were doing, then as a free choice, they chose not to do it. So as a result, Hashem says, you didn't use opportunities, you guys didn't use opportunities. Now, there are, this, like I said, this, is, this part of the room is the bigger condition. The bigger condition that is that the Tzaras are only there in order to in order to prevent the person in terror. Does that make sense? Like I said, there's two big questions asked. The Rambam Ritzvah has finished when he explains himself and he asks the questions. So he says, where I see this from the Torah? You will serve the enemies that Hashem will send into the lands. Why? He's paraphrasing, he's skipping a few words in the Pasuk. And not tachas in place, but because. Because you never served Hashem b'simcha. When you had everything, when you had whatever you needed, then because of that you will now serve your enemies and not be able to serve Hashem. Not to learn the possible. Therefore, all the brachas in the Torah, that I've already said before, we understand it like this. If you're serving Hashem b'simcha out of happiness and you're guiding His derech, He's doing what he wants you to do. Then Mashpeh lechem a brachos zehelu. He's going to give you all the brachos that are promised. So machik a klaras, and he'll take away anything which is a klaras, anything which is harmful or which disturbs the person, fears the person. I'll set you up to him and he's chakim b'tarah v'lasikwa. And so that way you'll be able to free yourselves up to learn Torah, to involve yourself in Torah, nothing else. K'day shadis k'lochayram abba. Then that's in order to be zeich k'lochayram abba v'yitav l'cha. 
In other words, the answer is, being zeichel to shleilamis doesn't mean that a person spends his life making the most of this world. But zeichel shleilamis means that Hashem Baruch is giving him the brachas of this world, and that's true that he could be like, forcing himself to learn and not do anything else. But lemaisa, the fact that Hashem Baruch gave him the ability to do that, so that's being zeichel to shleilamis. A person can learn Torah in this world, and learn about the next world. It's uh, the, the best of both worlds, literally. Right? That, that's the the tzara of tzara. Because the person doesn't spend his life here acquiring Torah and Torah, but nothing else is going on about what? There's no wisdom, there's no understanding, there's nothing to do after a person dies. And therefore, the opportunity he has in this world, that's, that's his opportunity to get on about And the biggest bracha that Hashem can give a person in this world is the opportunity to get on about the person abandons Hashem and instead throws himself into a world of any kind of physical immorality or excess. Maybe Alechim Kalaklaris Ainu, Hashem is going to give all the Klaris, or Mesa Kalabrachas. It'll take away all the Bracha, and what's going to happen? They'll spend the rest of their lives in fear, in trembling, they don't know what's going to happen to them. They'll you won't have the opportunity to do the mitzvahs anymore. Why? Because that way, then you won't be able to get out of the because you'll never, we will never have done anything to work and get it. Versus in this world, it's busy with sickness or war or hunger. Any so person gets caught up with what he's required to deal with then. And as a result of that, he has no ability to focus on getting out of Abba. And therefore, I'm just starting up again the same point as I said before. And that is that the brachas are the ability that Hashem gives a person to direct his energies to Adam Abba without having to worry about anything else. The clothes are when a person shows beforehand that, that they, didn't, they, they didn't want to use it as opportunity to get out of Abba, Hashem takes the opportunity away from them. And now they're so overcome with difficulties, they're so tired, whatever, whatever the, the, the problems might be, so they don't have, have the headspace, they don't have the ability to think about getting out of a bar. That's Rambam, it's a long Rambam, that's Rambam we saw inside. The questions. The questions. And that is, first let's talk about what the Rambam says about the Russia. The Rambam says that the point of punishing the Russia is so that he won't be able, be able to do mitzvahs. He won't be able to do entire, he won't be able to get out of a bar. Why doesn't Rambam say something simpler? A person who until now had been misusing the talents Hashem gave him to do Averis, so Hashem is going to take away the ability to do Averis. A person was using money, so to speak, to buy non-kosher food. So Hashem will take away the money, now he can't buy non-kosher food. A person was using his body to do Averis, so now Hashem hits him with a sickness, he's stuck in bed, he can't move, he definitely can't do Averis. A person who was, uh, like any other example I can give as well, in other words, why do I say that the reason Hashem takes away from the Bar is so that that way he won't be able to do mitzvahs 
want to understand more simply. Hashem wants them to start from doing a virus. You and won't then, have free will that and, way. Sorry? You won't have If which way? If, if you're using your money inappropriately, it Shem takes away your money. That's what's going to happen. That's what the clutter is. The clutter is a person who will be poor, a person who will be enslaved, a person who will be hungry, they won't be rained, they'll get sick, they'll eat his children, whatever the clutters are going to be. But the Ram always says the point of the clutters is that way you can't, you can't learn. That way you won't get a book. And therefore it's a punishment, it's not kind of a punishment, it's a certain punishment that you're being punished that you won't be able to get a book. That's a chedish. The chedish is much more simple. And the point of the clutters is that something you're using wrongly, Hashem will take away from you, then you can't misuse it anymore. But if you go and spend it that way, then it's more of a chesedek, I think. It's coming across more as a toyvash is doing for a person. That you use, you, you're misusing this thing. That's something which is just going to cause you long-term damage. I'll take it away from you. As the person is saying, the, the punishment is coming in a way that you're going to lose your opportunity to do good. You're going to be so overcome by sorrows and so taken up with all these sermons are, you'll never be able to do it. And this becomes a much more like, harsh, so to speak, way of, of, of responding. And that is, because you didn't use opportunities, I'm going to punish you so much, you won't have opportunity anymore. But the obvious question, and this is the second question, so then if that's the case, that Hashem is interested in a person not getting out of the book, just kill him. If you, because you should die. Because it's only as long as the person's alive, you can get out of the book. Why make him suffer? If you decide this person no longer does not have a book, for whatever reason, okay, so kill him now. And then you won't get out of my book because he's not here to get it. What's the point of deciding the person doesn't get out of my book and therefore I'm going to punish him so much he won't be able to work on it? If that's the decision he doesn't get out of my book, he's not doing anything in this world anyway. So you might as well, you might as well take him out of this world. But to leave him here and, and to give him so much punishment that he won't be able to get out of my book, so it's just, it's just condemning him to end the suffering. There's a second question. Why would that be the right way to deal with it? So, so tomorrow we'll see the answer to both of these two questions in the Rambam.